Hi, I'm Mark Hill, and this is the segment, The Podcast. I believe in human's potential, that the ultimate expression of oneself is achievable. And we all have that urge, that need to progress and become better. And I feel that the trail can help us do that. Whether it's overcoming fears, learning from mistakes, taking calculated trail risks, or building those long-lasting friendships. It's all progression. Join me as I speak with folks who are moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary, and let's catch them on their journey towards the KOM of their life. Welcome to the segment. Let's go. I think we're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the segment podcast. Joey Yates and I are here to bring you episode 124. We have a special guest, Andrea Tobin, the owner of Lint Clothing. And I can't wait for you all to hear her story on how it all got started. Um, but before we do, we have a couple of things for you. We are excited because this Saturday coming up is a charity group ride to benefit the folks of the Maui Fires put on by MTV Kook, and it will be at the YT Mill, and I'm super excited. Joey, there's what, like over $6,000 in prizes for just a $20 raffle ticket? Yeah, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of stuff. It's going to be a long raffle. Yes. It's, there's a bike included in that raffle. Yeah, who's going to win that? There's like a dirt love in there. Are you going to win the dirt love? I already kind of bribed them, so I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> here let's 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 dream about the dirt love what color was it again uh, sand color what do you call that oh, yeah that's beautiful oh yeah and it's signed it's autographed too it's autographed by dylan stark dylan stark yes yes twenty dollars let's let's dream about it again this is a law of attraction you gotta you gotta think about it to be about it here it comes joey yates possibly winning the dirt love that's possibly. gonna be no, no, no. Oh, yeah. There's positive, Mark. There's nothing positive. <laughs> we got to do it again. We got to do it again. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Joey Yates is winning the YT Dirt Love. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that's good. Oh, that's yeah, good stuff. I like that. <laughs> now it's going to look real bad if I win it. <laughs> right. People are going to ask. <laughs> They're going to say, hey, excuse me, what kind of, uh, what kind of, what kind of money exchange hands before the raffle? <laughs> Uh, Joey, let's give a whole shot award out tonight. The whole shot award is going to be going out to who do we have? Oh, this is a good one tonight. It, it's actually two. Is it two? <laughs> it is two. We're going to give Lauren the credit, but Johnny's the first one. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, well, well. Lauren asked if someone was having a podcast, and here we are. Yes. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> and welcome, Johnny. Whole Shot Awards going out to Lauren and Johnny. Can they share the Whole Shot Award? I, it's all Lauren. Sorry, Johnny. Oh, sorry, Johnny. Johnny, you have just been disqualified because Lauren, he says, son of a, yes, yes. <laughs> Mountain Bike Q&A show is on tonight. Love those guys out of Miami. We got Right and Dirty out of Arizona. He says, what's up, my ninjas? What's up, my brother? When are, we riding, see when are we riding with Eric? It's been too long. Eric, when are we riding with you? Are you going to be at the Maui ride this Saturday at YT Mill, 9 o'clock? Sound like a plug. 
He should be there. He only has to drive out of Sedona area. <laughs> he can make it. He's a YT rider. He should be there. That's true. That's true. OG Mafer's in the house with his Turner bikes. What's up, OG? What's up, Marcus? Good to see you. Had a good time riding with you at the at the Leech Canyon Trails out there in Lake Elsinore this last weekend. And happy belated birthday again. Good to see you, man. MTB Q&A saying, I'm a ninja training, not official yet. Oh, oh, there's there's some there's some stuff going on there. Nice. I know. What is is that like the ninja coaching thing that they do? That, that's my guess right there. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Johnny, he he is in ninja training. Also, we got uh, Scott Ripple out of Arkansas. Yo, what's up? Oh, can we just dream about Bentonville again real quick? Just the harp one more time. One more time on the harp. Okay, Bentonville. This one crushes me. I know. Everybody's there right now. What's going on in Bentonville? What are we missing, Mark? It is the... Dun, 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 dun. I should know this. This It's uh, it's another event. We got uh, Lee McCormack out there with the Rip Row. Uh, what the heck is it called? It's I saw the... Mia. She was, she was there. You know, Obviously, Jess is there. She lives there. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people in Bentonville right now. A lot of people in Bentonville. I wish I I'm blanking on the name. I bet you our special guest probably knows the name as as uh she's probably googling it right now. Okay, she doesn't know it, so we will not ask her that when <laughs> she comes on. Uh, we got Susie Murphy in the house. What's up? She says, "Hey guys, what's up, Susie? Thank you for all you do." Simba in the house. S D M B A. And uh, oh, by the way, those uh, those trails at the Luis Enyo Bike Park were super fun. So thank you for all your involvement with that bike park. Joey had the flow going on. That was so fun. That was a good day. Yeah, we got to get back out. That was a good day. Yeah, we got to hit all the definite definite uh, side hits and all that stuff. We just you, we just need to repeat it a few times so we can get it in the yes. Room. Yeah, Coyote two yeah. falls, but all. Also, Rabbit Leap was pretty good too. Some of those corners we turned. Yeah. That was wow. Stuff on there. So it's much deep. flow. So much it's flow. Yeah. MTB TNA is on the show tonight. She says, I won. Yes. Yes, you did. Joey, yeah. tell her tell her what she wins. <laughs> A night with the segment. <laughs> oh, geez. So <laughs> much. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> so anyhow. <laughs> let's go this on to the next topic <laughs> uh laura sorry for that prize that's definitely not the top prize for sure it's not <laughs> but that's makes more sense <laughs> not like you and he says i loathe joey <laughs> oh man right. <laughs> yeah right dirty says i wish i was i'll be there on the 30th oh yes on I'm the nice. 30th the 30th, for the folks that are tuning into the show, the 30th, the trail dogs have an escape to Snow Summit at a brand new hotel that's like got a common area. It's downhill riding from Summit to this new brand new hotel. And the hotel is priced for us mountain bikers. It is swanky at a mountain bike price. So check it out on the 30th. Go to the trail dogs uh, Instagram and see some of the details. Plus, they've got discounts for tickets that day. I hear is going to be fun. And I hear right and dirty is going to be there. Says it'd be there on the 30th. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's laughing at us. Uh, thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. Uh, MTV Tina says, Johnny has a ninja stealth as bull in no. a clown costume. <laughs> a packed restaurant. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't sure. see him 
sneaking up on us. <laughs> Trail Pimps in the house out of the Lake Tahoe area. How is North Star running right now? Let us know, Trail Pimp. Good to see you. He says, Deo. He says hello and Deo. <laughs> Always good to see you. Trail Pimp, you got your uh, whole shot award taken away tonight by Lauren, MTB TNA. She took it. She took it. I want to yeah. congratulate Trail Pimp on his awesome podcast when he was on your show. That that was incredible. He's an encyclopedia of mountain bike knowledge. It was so um, cool to see him on the on the show. Loved it. Um, amazing knowledge. Yes. And, yes. I always, and I always pictured him with like this big long like leopard trench coat with a hat and a cane and big gold oh. glasses and a grip. But no, it's just his bike. So I've got and a cigar. Bike. Yeah, cigar or, or a pipe. Which one? Either one of those. Would like finish that off. That'd be pretty nice. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Spokesman saying Pimp is brilliant. Indeed, he is. Indeed, he is. Great crew in the peanut gallery. We have people are saying, What's up to Mr. Pimp? Mr. Pimp. And uh, did I say this? We have spokesmen on from Durango, Colorado, in a car at a light. Have a great show. Yes. Spokesman, thanks for tuning in in the car and at a light. You are. <laughs> You're my bidet salesperson. <laughs> if you guys have heard that episode, that was a, a he his voice. I think they sold a thousand of those. Clean bees in this in this podcast. MTB TNA says winner winner segment dinner. Oh man. Oh yes yes yes. It is a dinner. It is a dinner with this segment. Yes, uh, Joey, that's what he meant by the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the show, folks. So they just had Sugar Plum Fest at Sky Park, which is an amazing festival for women riders. And a lot of great companies come out to support our cohorts out there on the trail, the women that shred and are a big part of our mountain bike community. And I happen to notice a, a company that a lot of my friends that were female were in pictures of on this Instagram. And that company is called Lint. And I looked into it, and Lint is out of a bike shop off of Adams Avenue Bike Shop down in San Diego, California. And it's a very cool concept, and the, the gal who owns it is a ripper on the trails as well. She rides all over the place, and uh, look forward to getting laps in with her. But we have Andrea Tobin on the show, and without further ado, let's take a listen to how this whole thing got started. Let's welcome Andrea. Hi. Wow. Thank you for that introduction. You made me sound way, way cooler than I am, but I'll, I'll take that. You are cool. Oh, Su oh, Susie. Hi, Susie. Yeah. Susie Murphy says, yeah, Lynn and Adams Avenue bikes. Yes, 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 yes. So she's had me at some SDMBA events. So awesome. Big advocate for San Diego mountain biking. Love her. Yeah, she is one of the best. Definitely. The things that she has to do behind the scenes that I had no mm -hmm. clue of to help us all just enjoy the trails. It's yeah. amazing what she does. So love you, Susie. Thank you for all you yes. do. And we love fact, you. <laughs> yes, definitely. Big kisses. Mwah. Susie <laughs> was in one of your Instagrams. And that's when I was like, oh, my gosh. Susie's yeah. in there. I saw a bunch of other people that I know. I saw Brie Azeltine, the uh, uh, DH rider on there. I'm yeah. like, I got to reach out to this gal and, and see what this whole thing is about. So for the people who don't know on Instagram, you can find it as all things Lint. This is Andrea Tobin's site. But how long has it been going on? When did you think of this idea? 
Um, it's been going on since 2016. It's still just kind of a self-sustaining hobby. By no means am I living off it. I would love to. But uh, sometimes it brings in enough money to pay my car bill. That's <laughs> but awesome. It pretty, <laughs> but it pretty much started, I got into cycling. Should I go, should I start there? Should I start yeah. with my story? Go sure. all the way back. Let's do okay. it. Let's do it. Wait, wait, wait. Let's give you an intro. Let's see. Okay. Let's, let's think of a good intro. Maybe this one. How about this intro? Ladies and gentlemen. No, no, that sounds more like a <laughs> game know. show. I'm like, I don't know if it's that epic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do one of these. We're going to go with the harp since we were harping earlier. Uh, where is the harp at? The harp is, I can never find it when I need okay. it. <laughs> Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. Andrea Tobin's story on Lent. <laughs> oh, like Tinkerbell. Um, <laughs> well, I guess how it really started was how all things like start as an adult. Um, I went through a pretty rough breakup when I was like 25 years old. And I was actually, uh, wow, I guess we're going to get deep real quick. I was addicted to opiates. I went into rehab for Oxycontin and kind of escaped all that and uh, moved in with my sister. And at the time, my sister was a big um, triathlete and was racing Ironmans. And she was like, you needed a healthy adult habit and, and or hobby habit. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. you are right. So I got into cycling and I was I wrote, I pretty much have been like, I started off road biking and then um, started getting into gravel riding. And as I got into gravel riding, probably about five years ago, I wasn't really loving the clothes there and, or the clothes that were available to wear. Everything looked like you needed to be in a spandex kit or you were racing downhill. And I had already gone to fashion school. I guess I skipped a few things. No, that's <laughs> Awesome. Wait, was the fashion school um, prior to getting out of the rehab or did you go rehab and then, and then go for a change and go back to fashion school, go back to school? Um, I already completed fashion school. It was after fashion school. I kind of got into the dark side of addiction. Um, I think it was because I was having trouble finding a job in the fashion industry and didn't really have a purpose as an adult and it was kind of just like a filler I yeah. guess. But, that's a rough, um, that's a rough time for a lot of people, yeah. for the, for the folks, we have a demographic of folks that are right about that age as well. They're, they're getting out of college and then they find themselves without the purpose. You know, you have the grind yeah. when you're in school and then now mm -hmm. you're kind of floating. Um, what would you say to any kiddo who's listening? That's kind of in that arena to, to stay on a good path. Um, it's just a hundred percent worth it to stay on a good path. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like drugs feel good. It's great to escape, but it's just a spiral to down. Like, I mean, you have no money. Your none of your friends are real friends. Like your drug dealer doesn't care about you. It's just, it's a, there's, there's no like good ending. So it's just better to not even start. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's really good information for the people that are listening that may be in that same arena. And I remember the pressure being pretty heavy at that moment in time when I graduated college. It was like, okay, you invested all this time. You did all this hard work. 
now what? And then you start to, right? You start to doubt yourself. Doubt what you're doing. And Mm -hmm. a hundred percent. That's where I was. And so I got into riding. I started working for a triathlon clothing company. Um, I was designing for them. Uh, Ended up leaving that job, but that's what introduced me to athletic fabrics and how like amazing they are and anti-wicking and um you know they are wrinkle free you can kind of just live your life in them you don't you don't have to be on a bike to be in athletic wear and you don't have to be on a treadmill to be in athletic wear and so like how come no one makes anything just kind of cute and normal out of athletic like materials so right yeah it's comfortable. It's comfortable for, <laughs> for whatever you're doing. And you're, that's a great yeah. question. So you saw a gap or, or a need in the market space and you had, a, you had dabbled in, well, you had your experience with education on it and then you were mm-hmm. able to work for that company. So you saw this opportunity and then did you just like jump on it right away or did it take a little bit of time? How did, how did this organically start to fold out? I kind of jumped on it right away. And I think it was mostly because um, I got laid off from that other <laughs> job. So um, I was on it on unemployment. Um, but I'm like, what else? Like, here's my chance. I guess I'm kind of getting paid for my free time. Might as well jump into like this thing. I've always had a passion and an inspiration to do. And so I bought three sewing machines. There's they're behind me. <laughs> Wow. And managed to pay those off. Like, it's not a huge investment, but managed to pay them off and all my fabric off in like the first year. So, really, I just kind of started off doing like makers' fairs. And then we have this event down here, like Cyclos Dias and all these other bike related events. I was setting up free booths when I could. I unfortunately couldn't pay to do like big. Um, vendor shows like some places ask like three thousand dollars for a 10 by 10 I'm like I can't Ooh. afford to do that yeah that's I looked into sea otter last year and whew, it's not is it, to set up a is, it he- is it heavy for sea otter still I mean that's one of the biggest they say yeah when I called for a spot kind of in the back near the bathrooms it was over like three grand for a 10 by 10 and it's a little rich for my blood. Yeah. Yeah. But you're doing great because the formula is the same, you know, you're keeping the debts low, you're paying off your, your operations there as you go, you're not getting too far ahead of yourself and and you're growing and you're not giving up, which I, I love. So 2016, you got those three sewing machines and what have you, what was the first thing that you went after? Did you go after tops and jerseys? Did you go after lifestyle wear or right into the, cycling actually i went after lifestyle wear to start so thank you for the question i didn't get into riding like official riding gear until probably the last couple years when um or no probably about three years ago when i got more into like the gravel riding but when i first started it was really i was making rompers and dresses and like cute high-waisted shorts just for not even necessarily for like active lifestyles, but just for people who want to be in something that feels like pajamas yeah. and, and like you can go hiking in it or camping in it or go to work in it. 
have so many friends slash customers who work in a lot of lint clothes, which is cool. I'll see them come in from, they'll stop by the bike shop after their time in the office. And I'm like, oh, look, you're wearing like technically mountain bike pants, like at the office. I love it. That's very cool. Do you remember the first time from starting the business to the first time you saw somebody in the wild with lint? Do you remember that feeling and what you thought? Oh, I still get that exact same feeling. Like, uh, fortunately, I've had such a huge support in San Diego, I think, because I have technically kind of a um, brick and mortar shop through my boyfriend and our bike shop, Adams Avenue Bikes. So sometimes Adam, things get Adam sold. Avenue bikes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, sometimes things get sold when I'm not there. And if I'm just out in San Diego and I see a girl walking down the street or riding a bike, I'm like, hey. I made that. And if when I don't know them, it's like the coolest feeling ever. I mean, it's oh, still man. rad seeing my friends in my clothes too, but when I don't know yeah. them, it feels like even like, wow, they're not even, they don't know what they're supporting and they're still supporting it. Like, that's so cool. That is cool. That's got to be a good feeling. It kind of like, that's why I made this for people to be out there and enjoy it. And when someone you don't know is wearing it, you, you just know like they must think it's like, it's, they must think it's comfortable. That's exactly what I was going for. And there they are. Do you ever feel like yeah. you want to go up to them and be like, hey, uh, you know, the thing that you're wearing, it's no big deal, but uh, I made that. <laughs> no. I, I think I would. <laughs> people think I'm like pretty extroverted, but I'm not. I'm fairly shy. Like when even being on this podcast, I was like so excited and I feel like so honored to be I was like looking at the list of people you've interviewed and I'm like wow I can't believe I'm gonna be on that list like I feel so honored but yes. I'm definitely just yeah like a sh shy person that I'm like I don't really do anything special why am I here wow. you're doing <laughs> but, great you're doing great Andrea uh, and yes you deserve to be on the on the platform uh, uh, Joe Joe and I created this to help people get their their story out there and i think that uh, you absolutely 100% need to be on the show and i i love where you came from and how you are continuously grinding through to hopefully have this be your full-time gig so yeah this story is is awesome and it's going to help a lot of people which i i love now oh, cool Let's back up a little bit so 2016 17 18 you're starting to see it on friends you're starting to see it out in the wild COVID hits and everybody was, you know, getting locked down. Some businesses took off and I know some businesses didn't. Where did the clothing industry for a startup land? How was it during the COVID years for you? Actually, I kind of blew up, not necessarily with lint, but I mean, I did sell stuff through lint, but I started making masks with my sister and we started making them fairly early in the pandemic. And there's an accessory on my website. It's called the Dirt Bandit. And I guess it kind of can double as a mask because it's like a bandana. So I sold a lot of those. Those were already a product. But then I added masks to the lineup and <laughs> made quite a bit of money early on. Like it fizzled out probably about eight months into the pandemic because I think everyone figured out to like start making masks but I was sitting on so much extra fabric like I didn't have to wait for um, 
supplies. Like I know supply and demand got really screwed up during the pandemic. Yeah. The, those were <laughs> the accessories that I always had. Oh. Um, and so we were able to just pump masks out so quick. I was even able to almost buy, at least have a down, put a down payment on a car with how many Dang. masks we sold. I was that's... sewing till my fingers were bleeding, but that's awesome. It, it, that... But it was good because I was working at a restaurant at the time and I got laid off. So I ended up making like more money <laughs> doing masks. Right. And it gave you the time to be able to to invest more into your company, which was like mm -hmm. great. I'm sure I don't know how you felt at the time, but that ended up working out really good, giving you extra time for Lint. It did. I, I didn't have as much free time on like designing the fun stuff as I wish I did because I really was just kind of like running through the machine, like just pumping out masks to fill orders. But it was keeping my bills paid. And that's yeah. awesome. That, <laughs> that is awesome. I, I have your Instagram here pulled up, and uh, there are obviously these. If you are on Spotify or iTunes right now, we're looking at. Andrea's Instagram and it's it's you and Gigi I think yeah, here. her name's her name's Gia but yeah oh, she goes Gia. By, yeah I think her and, it's like Gia or however Instagram handle is yeah and you guys are um yeah there we go G -G -G Gia oh that's, that's it <laughs> there you go and uh you guys are wearing the bandits right there um mm -hmm. I was actually at Sky Park's um women's event talking oh. to Stephanie at Sky Park because uh, you mentioned Sugar Plum. Um, I think yeah. there was a curse on the women's events this year. It got They got snow the day before the women's event in May and then it rained the morning of Sugar Plum, at least the morning I was there. Oh no. <laughs> so I didn't we realize like, that. Yeah, she's like, I don't know why our women's events are cursed this year. <laughs> Shout out to but, Stephanie at Sky Park. She's awesome oh, yeah. too. <laughs> she's the best. Now, jo Joey has some things up here too mm -hmm. on the on the uh, page. Um, what are we looking at here? These are more bandits, different styles of it. Okay, yes, there are different styles. You'll see there's the dirt and the snow. The main difference, the snow has like a taller neckline, almost fits like a turtleneck, and it's also fleece lined. So it's great for Ooh. skiing, those really cold mountain bike rides. So don't last year. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I mean, the FOMO in me was kind of like, ha ha. But then I feel like we got snowed on at women, the women's event, like two weeks later, I was like, oh, that was car like instant karma. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get for laughing at the Sedona mountain bike fest. <laughs> like, oh, here's your snow. <laughs> You're like, dang it. Uh, at least hopefully you had the snow bandit on. To, to keep I, you a little I bit did. warmer. <laughs> I did. It was like 32 that day, that picture you pulled up. It was freezing. Dang, dang. Uh, trail pimp up in the Lake Tahoe area is saying, nice merch. Love it. Uh, Thank mountain, you. Mountain bike Q&A out of Miami saying, great on the boat to keep the sun off the neck. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So speaking of sun, Johnny, you bring up a good point. Now, San Diego, one of the sunniest cities in the whole United States, what has been your biggest seller from all of the different products that you make? And and might I add, 
or actually let me ask the question so you can say it. You're not like a middle person where you order something through China and it comes and then you give it to the customer. You actually make it right there. Is that true? I, I do. Yes. Everything is almost made to order. Like I do have a small inventory at the bike shop of um, our, my staples, but everything is made to order. And I even have notes in on my website, like custom is available. If you're like, I'm really tall, my torso is really long. Uh, I can make those bromper torsos a little bit longer. Or if you want longer hemlines on your shorts, so you don't have the gap between your knee pads and your shorts, it's like easily done because everything's made to order. And that's nice. it's actually, it's, it's actually really fun when people reach out and like, I, I like this, but can you do this in like this print? And I'm like, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's fun to make people's like dream outfit come true. That's pretty rad. Very customized because um, one of the things before we go into the the number one seller you have, one of the things that Joey and I have had the fortune of learning is that when we have women on the show, when we ask them, like, what is the number one thing that you feel is missing in the MTB women's area? Like, is it pads? Is it a helmet that fits? Right? Is it a bike? And a lot of times it's just as simple as colors. We want more color. Joey, would you say that's one of the number one things we heard? Oh, Joey's on, Joey's on mute, but here, fill in words for him while he's talking. <laughs> I can't read lips yet. <laughs> Sorry, the dogs were barking, so I put it on mute. <laughs> oh, no, we were getting ready to ad-lib. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but not always, like, not always the pinks and the purples. Like, they, they want, yeah. they want it mixed up, you know? They, they want the, the pink girly colors, but they also want the darker colors, too, the greens and the blacks and the reds and all that. So it's a mix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people seem to love the olive green, the yeah, terracotta, a... like all the earthy tones. Yes. I personally love them as well. Yeah. Let's take a look at some of the products. Joey, could we run through some of the products that she has on her site just to show it off there? And then, Andrea, as we run through, either guide us to what seems to be your best sellers or uh, maybe aspirations as to why you made certain items. Because I do see when I was on the website, there was a, a very cool showing of bike and lifestyle, which is very, very nice. And this is all catered for women. Is there is that true or are there any um, are there any merch for men? I mean, I guess it's technically women specific, but yes, I have made tops for a lot of my guy friends, basically my crop riding tees. I make that same thing, but make it full T-shirt length. And, um, and my shorts I've customized for some of my guy friends. I pretty much just make the waistbands not as, so, uh, not as thick. So they don't sit like high-waisted shorts. Cause I don't think a lot of guys like to rock high-waisted shorts. They usually sit more on the hips. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I don't, I don't have any of that on the website. Cause that's kind of more what I do for like personal friends. I haven't wanted to i guess jump jump into men men's clothes yeah completely no. it's cool i mean it's cool to be specialized too you know we there's tons of companies that do just all men and then mm -hmm. listening to some of the female friend writers that we have out there it seems like there's definitely a, a bigger gap 
in on the female side. So we're looking at some of the things that you have here, but it also is cool to know though for friends of yours, we could be like, hey, Andrea, could you uh, help you? Can you help me whip something up here for <laughs> a short style or an idea? That That's pretty cool. Yeah, I did some custom shorts for Mia. I'm actually doing a custom, um, well, it's the jumpsuit I have on right now. It's the camp coveralls. You can probably find them on there. But I'm going to do them in like sunflower for Stephanie at Sky Park. She's she's a sunflower girl. Oh, that is awesome. Stephanie, if you're listening to the podcast, we're going (laughs) to buy that for you. So, hey, Andrea, send us the bill for that because uh, Stephanie won't let me pay for anything. (laughs) I'm already sending it to her anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's great and deserves all the love. She does. She works so hard. She's she's awesome. Dropping MTB is just now popping on and saying the California Hustle, awesome products with all the girls that ride now. Yeah, totally cool. Totally. Thank you, Dropping, for putting that out there. Malby Cuny is saying Stephanie is awesome. <laughs> yes, that's she's a big personality that you cannot <laughs> yeah. miss. And when you meet her, you're so happy you did. She's <laughs> she's awesome. Um, but going back to your your products, what seems to be the number one Uh, thing that people seem to reach for i think just my number one seller is just uh the bandits the pullover kind of bandana looking thing i think because that is probably the most universal unisex product i make and it's also the easiest for people to kind of try out and it's my lowest one of my lowest price point items so i know when you have a clothing company it's good to try and meet all different levels of price points to at least in so people introduce themselves to your product. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. And I can see like Johnny, he's a mountain biker, but he also uh, has a boat. So a lot of times on the weekends in Miami, he's out there, they're out there on the boat enjoying, and that makes sense covering up your neck. Oh, cool. You know, with us out there mm-hmm. in the dust, I wonder we're in a bandit when it's like dry and dusty. There's been mm-hmm. so many times where I'm like, man, what am I inhaling? <laughs> Maybe that's kind of why I... That's why I made it was like my first like few gravel rides was I'm like, I need something cute to pull over my nose. And that's kind of how that's why it's called the dirt bandit. The dirt bandit was born. And then the snow bandit came later because I'm also a skier. And I'm like, I need something taller and thicker and warmer for wintertime. Yeah, get that up there nice and snug. Something that like Mm -hmm. you can put on and then the helmet kind of helps it gets on there. Yeah, pretty much so you have like yeah, no, no skin showing really. You can just kind of right. like tuck your little neck in there. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I have to get one of those for the winter time for sure. Um, I'll send you one. Oh, we will buy it. We'll buy it. We will love supporting you guys. We love supporting wow. businesses. So we'd be happy to. And then as far as did you already know how to make all these things or are you completely self-taught? Um, well, I did go to school. Yeah. So, um, I learned, you know, basic pattern making, and then I did work for a triathlon clothing company, and um, I was hired on as their head designer. I kind of like faked it. I'm like, oh, it's a fashion school, and kind of figured <laughs> out the pattern making. Not necessarily on their dollar. I wasn't like slow, but I definitely learned a lot of my pattern making skills while working for that company. That's so and, cool. And now, um it's still just like trial and error. Like when I come up with a new idea in my head, 
I'm also a terrible fashion illustrator. Like some people are so great at drawing out what they want their product to look like at the end. I can't draw like at all. So when I describe like what I want something to look at, I'm like, I just have to make it and show you because I, you don't want to see me draw it. It won't look <laughs> right at all. <laughs> What's the stick figure thing going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, which part is, is that the head or the foot? Right. Andrew, this is an awesome hat. You're like, dude, these are new shorts concept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of, I like that you're wearing a Padres hat. Thank you. Thank you. Go pods. Go San Diego. Pods. San Diego in the house. Uh, Joey just pulled up these pants here. Uh, these look pretty rad. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are the trail pants. So they come in. I only have them in three colors on the website, but they come in whatever you want. Just message me. Um, yeah, they're great. You can wear them to the office because they kind of just look like trousers, but they also have a slight stretch to them. So in that picture, that's me. I have knee pads on. I have a chamois on. And then I also wear them to work too. I mean, I do work at a bike shop. I don't work in an office, but friends that work in offices still wear those pants. That's cool. Yeah, I could see that. Now for the guys, would you do that just with a lower waist? Is that what you were saying earlier about the pants um, or the shorts? Yeah, I'd probably drop the, can I say crotch? Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably drop, drop the crotch a little bit too, because it does sit a little bit higher, just, just to fit the male anatomy a little better. Thank but you. that wouldn't be difficult. <laughs> On behalf of all the men out there, where is it? It's right here. Uh, Thank you very much. <laughs> you are very welcome. <laughs> Those pants look awesome. I've been trying to um, get more into the pants in, in the in the winter season or when I go to park um, to ride. And the one thing that I always forget when it comes to mountain bike pants is to put my pads on first. And then, <laughs> and then pull the pants over. Joey's laughing because yep. there's been a number of times where I'm in the I'm, I jump back in the car. I'm like, I will be right back. <laughs> I get up. I'm just I'm just dropping my pants and putting my pads off. Yeah. My pants off. No, too much of a I do the same thing with yeah. I do the same thing with shoes. I put my shoes on. I'm like, whoops, I didn't put my pad. Like, I mean, it's not you're not getting naked taking your shoes off, but true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you're not gonna put your and you're not gonna put your pads over your pants like uh-uh yeah. <laughs> yeah what would that end up being on is it the kooks of summit <laughs> i just started following them oh man i think my stomach hurt after the first like five videos i'm like oh They've those are all the some... trails i ride <laughs> got some good ones you're like how how <laughs> and then when you're there at least for me i'm always like oh my gosh please don't be on one of those please don't be please don't make it but i also hear it's an honor if you make it on there too <laughs> well i think i saw like dm us to be like tagged or removed <laughs> like, <that's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> or removed <laughs> <laughs> right that's so good uh Chell Pim is saying i always forget to put my knee pads on yes totally do they now, this is a naive question because I usually wear shorts always. I usually wear shorts always. That that didn't sound right. I usually I wear shorts always as well. As well. <laughs> <laughs> now, with the pants, do they have them that unzip a little bit to put pads yeah. on post-wise? Or can you make them that way? Or do people not want them like that? I mean, I could, 
but I'm going to reveal one of my designer flaws. I hate hardware. I hate buttons. I hate zippers. I hate any of that stuff. I want it to just like be just stretch, like stretch material and maybe some elastic. That's pretty much all that's in my clothes. There's really no hardware. There's some buttons on one jumper, but they're purely aesthetic. Like they don't actually do anything. It's just because buttons look cute. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Johnny's saying, living in Miami, what are pants? Well, Johnny, pants are these things that Joey, show, show what pants are. They keep the mosquitoes off you. <laughs> True. Yeah. Show, Joey's going to bring up a picture, Johnny, uh, of what pants are. Behind. He, he, I'm trying to find another pair. I just have the same ones. Yeah, oh, these are. These are actually really cool too. They come in black, and then was that rust orange or what was that a rust? Um, yeah, it's called terracotta, but it's pretty much like like a rust or a coral. No, it's a little bit browner than a coral. And a coral. These then, right here, Johnny, are pants. These are pants for so our. I also want to shout out to my friend. That's Josie, Miss Stubbornness. She was born without her left hand. And she has kind of been making a huge debut in the mountain bike scene. Maybe another person you might want to have on your podcast. I'd love to oh, introduce yeah. you to her. Yeah, I've, I've been, been telling her for a while, Mark. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I think her and I have, have gone back and forth on on getting her on the show. And it's been okay. a, a scheduling thing. But yeah, I think that, that okay. is, I think she is inspirational. Yeah, that, she's she's great. And she is in high demand, I think I saw I reposted a story she put tagged me in like I'm like oh no big deal she was just in a, a picture with Sean White I'm like yeah, yeah right everyone's heard of that guy yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly Joey when it comes to pants down there in San Diego and writing are you seeing a lot of writers in pants lately or you wear you, you see shorts mainly so I'm a shorts guy that's pretty much all I ride in but I do see same. A lot of people wearing pants, even in the summertime. And I think it's more for the bush and, you know, you don't have to worry about getting ripped up as much. As I've got cuts all up and down my legs. Yes. So, uh, I think oh. Moving to the pants. Yes. Yes. True. Good point. And to have a pair of pants on that's um, athletic, it's not going to be hot. It's going to be moisture wicking. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to breathe and yeah. uh, protect us from all those cat scratches. I don't know why. I, I should wear pants more often. I, I really need to. I was at a oh, yeah. uh, location today and I saw some new pants. So. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> you know oh. what I'm talking about, Mark. <laughs> oh, yes. The new pants. coming. So pants, 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 pants. And we are getting into pants season right now. Yes. If you're, it's cooling off. It's been really cool at night. It's been awesome. Yeah. It's going to make the dawn patrol. Yes. So. Pants are great. Oh, this is coming in to us. Trail Monster with a $10 donation to the show. He says, Mark, Joey, awesome guest. Andrea, keep up the great hustle and Thank pride. you. Andrea, we'll make Thank sure, you. We'll make sure you get Monster. this $10. Yeah, this $10 will be coming your oh. way after the show. MTV Raging says, El Marco, El Joey, what's up? <laughs> what's up, do MTV get, Raging? Do we get the ride with Raging this weekend, hopefully? I don't know, uh, Mr. Raging. I think we have to say he's getting big on YouTube now. We have to do we have to address him as Mr. Raging? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> I heard on this memo that I read, Mr. Raging, 
Uh, Joe, you ask him. Just raging. <laughs> Did we get to ride with you this weekend? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Between you and I, that was terrible. But Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea, you ask him. You ask him. Dear Mr. Raging. Mountain bike. Mr. Mountain bike raging. Do we get to ride with you this weekend? Oh, we have an answer. Yep. Oh, oh she's working Booyah. magic. Wow. Wow. Andrea in the house. And That's where a- where are we riding? This will be at the oh, this is a good plug and a good segue. There, there is go. a there is a benefit for the for the less fortunate in Maui from the fires, devastating fires. MTB Cook is putting on a charity ride at the YT Mill this Saturday, 9 a.m. $20 raffle tickets gets you in to win one of the prizes that's in upwards of $6,000, including a brand new YT Dirt Love. And it it is MTV Kook, but his is the opposite of Kooks of Summit. (laughs) Yeah, he is. For those of you who haven't followed Mike Bush on Instagram, the dude has a pilot's license. I think he's just in the air. And he's doing it on e-bikes. Like He'll do it on anything. Yeah, you e bikes are too heavy, man. You can't jump those. Oh yeah, uh, watch his channel. <laughs> he flies. He flies. Wow. Andrea, great job getting uh, Mister Raging to say yep. He, yeah, as soon quick. as you asked, that was quick. It was like bam. <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> always wear pants. <laughs> you owe SoCal. What's up, Danny? He's saying always wear pants. Yes, That's yes. One of the guys I was talking about. He's always in pants. Yes, yes. And his legs probably look way better than ours, as far as like scarred up and discolored from all the. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're probably really white and pale. <laughs> so I have a question to the the public, everyone listening, I got made fun of at Summit by one of my very dear friends for wearing chamois at a lift park. Is it weird to wear chamois shorts at a lift park? I didn't Uh, know if that was a thing or not. I don't know. I stopped wearing chamois a while ago because I'm not a good one to answer. I stopped wearing chamois before because when I was married, my wife at the time would ask me to pick things up on the way home from a ride. And I had sweaty chamois diaper butt. <laughs> you just bring a change of clothes in the car. Right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's a good I wear a chamois. But, but yeah. Yes. I will okay. wear a chamois at Summit. I don't care. Kook or not a kook. I'm wearing a chamois. <laughs> yeah. You want to be with comfortable. You, Joey. Right? I, I, I'm with you. I, I wear chamois. Folks in the chat. I had another me. Go ahead, Andrew. Oh, I, I had a wise friend once tell me, you know, chamois time is saddle time. So that even for those hours, you're still sitting in your chamois. It's count, counting as <laughs> training time. I'm like, that's gross. <laughs> right. We got a couple of things here that says, oh, my gosh. I don't know if this is about the chamois. Well, yeah. Uh, gotta wear shorts over them. Oh yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, I agree. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're road biking, do you, are now this is not I just don't know because I have a road bike, but can you wear just a chamois on a road bike? Or do you wear a uh, chamois and being <laughs> you got quiet. I used to be oh, no. a road biker. I retract that <laughs> I used statement to be a road so biker. Just rewind. 
10 seconds. <laughs> Road bikers like to wear bibs and the chamois is built in. And no, you don't wear anything over it. Got it. Okay. So it is kind of like a chamois. It's all built in one piece. Yeah. There's a chamois there... pad built into the shorts. Yes. Got it. There are these really nice ones I got, speaking of chamois, uh, made by Nesium. And sure. I put them on and I looked in the mirror and I was like, I wonder if I could road bike in these because you can't see anything and they fit really nice and they felt great. Um, Those are the ones you should wear with your pants. That way, when you forget to put your knee pads on, you can just take your pants off, put your knee pads on, put your pants back on. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'll do versus disappearing in the car and the car is like shaking around. <laughs> I'm trying to like mess my pants to get them on. So I'm going to have to do that. Those are nice by the way, too. That's the one with the water bottle holder in the butt. Yes. The Nesiums. Yes. Oh. And I was wondering, can you, so you put the water bottle holder and it's sticking out the back of your pants? Yeah. It's more for, okay. I would say more for road biking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's like I wouldn't carry that I'm not there. Model. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like pretty far down on, on the bum. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Why does my water taste funny? What the heck's going on around? <laughs> I sold my road bike. I'm I'm into the mountain bikes now. Nice. We had ridden a gravel bike not too long ago, Andrea, at the out of the YT Mill. And they're called the Scepters, and uh, man, they were super fun. But holy cow, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> because those little thin tires and all the little rain ruts, like it doesn't have to be a big rain rut, but my tire would find it. And uh, it, it was it was scary. That I was the best part. <laughs> Joey loved it. He was gone. He was like. <laughs> I, I just love that. You could go down at any second. <laughs> this is not safe at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know, like, am I supposed to be on the top or am I supposed to be what they call under the hood? Yeah. Is it under the hood? When I don't know when I'm on my gravel bike, I usually ride in my hoods, even or on my hood. Is that on the Especially top or is that technical? Yeah, I'm um, yeah. like the, the hood part, not not the drops. So there's like tops, the hoods, the drop drops. Gotcha. Road, road bike terminology. That's I know on a mountain bike, there's just one, there's one spot. Yes, three. right? Yeah, so I was on the drop and I was like, okay. You were going for speed, Mark. Is that what that is? That's aerodynamic mode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that. I just knew it was scary. I was like, this is scary. <laughs> and that's why the brake levers were so long, is because I could be on the drop and I could still reach for those lifesavers of mine. <laughs> you, you actually get your best leverage on the brake lever from the drops yeah. as opposed to the hoods. Uh -huh. Oh, that makes sense. Because, yeah, you're further out on the lever versus up top where it's just starting to. Mm -hmm. uh, Is it? That's, that's the I, bike shop side of me coming out, I guess. I like that. I like it. And it makes sense. It does make sense. Uh, got a couple. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Trump him saying chamois padded with cover <laughs> shorts for me. <laughs> He says, Trump him saying, at my age, I sag too much. <laughs> I need chamois. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Trail pimp. What you need is you need some lint clothes to keep that sag up, my friends, is what you, yeah. you need. That, that thick waistband won't, won't go south on you. 
Yes, exactly. Exactly. We had uh, MTV Raging is saying road bike kits always have a built-in chamois. See all these things that I'm learning. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't know and that. I usually try to <laughs> Marcus... match your shorts to your top. Oh, they're they're not. It's all that bib is not all one piece. It's all it's. Um, sales See, I don't even know. Those are called skin, <laughs> skin suits. That's for like usually uh, triathlon or any kind of like time trial based. Uh, we have a local velodrome here actually in San Diego and people race in skin suits there. Dang. If a road biker falls upon this podcast and hears this episode, they're going to be like, that guy, Mark, knows nothing about road biking. <laughs> <laughs> His knowledge is a bunch of crap. <laughs> uh, that's, that's fine mountain biking is i mean road biking is great for all the road bikers out there but i found my true love for the sport and mountain biking yes, i don't know what i was doing for the six years i was only riding road no one in, no one sh showed me the light <laughs> in san diego too with people texting you're a beast that's what scares me the most is you know like i can see a feature and i could go around it on a mountain bike or i can i can look at it then i could decide my fate if i hit it or not on um, the yeah. gravel bikes when we were um pedaling back from the beach area we had to pedal up the road and then we were on the road for a couple miles that was scary that freaked me out so hats off to the road oh. bikers out there that are battling that every day clear and hats off to all the groups like San Diego Bike Coalition, SD Bike, who have been working really hard to put in safe bike lanes and, you know, really just try and protect the daily commuters out there and anyone who is out there sharing the roads with cars. Yes, definitely hats off. That's so cool that they're out there doing that. That's really good. Trump Pimp is saying gravel bikes are like mountain bikes from the 80s. It's pretty much true. <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah right? 80s and 90s for sure. We've come ladies and gentlemen, we have come full circle. A gravel bike <laughs> is really just a mountain bike from the <laughs> 80s and 90s. <laughs> with but with rim brakes. <laughs> right. Right? And we had ones with a shock, a little bit of shock in the or a little fork in the front and it had um a little bit of suspension in the dropper post, which was cool. And uh, oh, at only YT? yeah, that scepter. Yeah. But more than halfway through the ride, I look down at the fork and I go, Oh my god, I've been locked out this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. You and then when I turned it on, I'm like, This is amazing. <laughs> By then, so we were back we on the hosted... street. <laughs> oh my gosh, so, sorry to interrupt. We so we host a Tuesday night ride before, um, actually, the velodrome races. And we ride the local trails um, in Florida Canyon around there. And we kind of have an award for who shows up most under bikes. And we've had oh. people show up on old school, like 90s road bikes where the fattest tire they can fit in there is like a 30. And they're riding oh. like the mountain bike trails with us. Which, <laughs> so sketchy. some people just pride themselves on being like under bikes and. Um, we're also a big bike packing shop, so like usually, like you get used to just torturing yourself on a bike for. <laughs> I want to say no reason, but they, most people seem to get pleasure out of it. Yes, it's definitely one of those sports where you have to like the grind. What do they say? Embrace mm -hmm. the suck. Yeah. Addicting. Yes, it's awesome. 
It's so fun and challenging and rewarding right. when it's done. But when you're trying to get somebody to do it with you, the sales pitch is always tough. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Getting someone into the sport. That's, yes. That's a beast. Exactly. <laughs> or convincing my fam. Sorry. Uh-huh. Or convincing my family what I'm doing isn't stupid. Like I crashed pretty good at Summit like two months ago. I still haven't told my family because the- they'd be <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> Oh, were you injured? Would you have to get a ride down the the mountain injured or? No, I, I, uh, I took my sorry ass down turtle with a pretty, pretty injured knee. And I was, I I just had a sprained knee. And fortunately it was the one time I crashed where I actually had pads in the right places. I landed on my face and my knee and I had a full face and knee pads on. So I'm like, it could have been so much worse. I feel like all my other crashes, I'm sure other people can relate, are like in the places where you don't have coverage. You're like, right. of course. Hips or your <laughs> tailbone or. <laughs> or you left Elbow. your knee pads in the car. Or, or right. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to take it easy today. I don't need the knee pads. Next thing you know. How many stitches is it again on the, on the knee? So what happened? Like, were yep. you. Oh were my you, gosh, it was stupid. She doesn't want her parents to know, Mark. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mr. and Ms. Tobin, don't uh, – this is a fictitious – here, we're going to do story time. Story time. <laughs> Andrea Tobin is doing story time on a fictitious crash. Three, two, one. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> the setting is at Snow Summit, and the run is – The last Western. run of the day on, on Blue Steel. Oh, I love Blue Steel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who doesn't? But I mean, I know that trail like in and out and last run of the day, going to take it easy. My good friend Griff was like, Andrea, go first, show us some steez. And like first jump I hit, I hated my foot placement. And like, that's what I was focused on and like overshot one of the tabletops, just kind of washed out the front end. And I'm like, really? That really? That's where I went down. <laughs> But I hear like that story is so relatable. It's always on the trail, like you're most comfortable on. Yes. And the last run of the day, especially if you call it, this is my last one. I think, I think the MTB sniper. hundred (laughs) percent. They're listening. If you're not happy with your foot placement, it's really all you can think about. And yeah. Yes, that's true. So was it at the beginning when you drop in your, in your, and you're hitting the very first set of tables or towards the middle? It was the middle, like right after that tabletop that has like the two rocks on the side. There's like yes. that little ti- tiny one before the super fun, like that wood part. Yes. And like you, yeah. So right it was that there? super tiny, tiny one. Those are the ones and, that get you. Yeah. <laughs> it was. And, but fortunately I, I went first. So my boyfriend almost landed on me and then so did our other friend Griff. <laughs> it was like, sorry, I told you to show us some steez. <laughs> like, was it your fault? I don't know what I was doing. Uh, you just took your eyes off the prize for a split second, thinking about your foot, yeah. trying to get it back in the right spot. And then, yeah, everything happens so fast, split seconds out yeah. there, especially last run. Yeah. Extra, extra on the last run for sure. Um, and not saying I was due. Oh, I was oh, no, saying, not saying I was due for a crash, but it had been a long time, and 
it could like I'm glad it was the crash that it was like it kind of made me step back and reevaluate like how I'm riding and I didn't get more hurt that's a good call and it's nice when you have to pay dirt tax it kind of feels like okay the dirt <laughs> the dues are paid and uh, we should be good for a while knock on wood but yes do you you go through that mindset too like I hadn't I haven't paid in a while I know it's coming <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if that's what it is, I'll take that one. That's great. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll take ones I can walk away from and ride away from, like, yes. anytime. Anytime, for sure, for sure. I almost paid some dirt tax on something that I I never would have thought I'd ever pay dirt tax on. And it was at Sky Park, one of my favorite places at Sky Park. It's a fun place uh -huh. for the family and, and friends, just hanging out, you know, good times. It was on Arrow. Joey was behind me. I had a feeling you were going to say Arrow. Yeah. Because we were I feel so down comfortable on that trail. Yeah, same. Yeah. It was it was Upper Arrow. Everything was going well. The very last feature on Upper Arrow is this little after the wall ride. It's that little tire tabletop oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. This has never happened before. But I had my pedal down. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I, I hit the I hit the little tire tabletop and so did my pedal and I got completely cockeyed in the air. My body wanted to go one way, my bike wanted to go the other, and my handlebars were going opposite of what I where I was looking. <laughs> and I hear Joey as I'm in the air, I'm about ready to eat crap. And I hear Joey going, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> oh, no. I do have that video, Mark. I gotta send that to you. Do you still have that? Yeah, I have that. <laughs> yeah, that was the wonkiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that was so crazy, but it was definitely one of the last runs of the day. It's a trail that I'm really comfortable with. I never would have dreamed anything could happen on that little tire table. And uh, sure enough, I was like, I was looking at the air, I was looking at the ground, like, okay, how's this gonna turn out? And luckily, I landed and and I don't know, got a little drifty and weird. Oh. Probably look really silly, I'm sure. Be scrambling like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> you were going to go right over you, so it was a good thing you didn't. That's <laughs> true. And I ran out, and I ran it out, which was great. But, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> only one of those places. Um, oh, man. How come the loved ones always take photographic evidence? My my boyfriend took a picture of my bloody nose afterwards. and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can yeah. laugh at it later. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Joey, he was filming. I that's uh I didn't know you had that on film, Joey. So we'll have to get that out there. <laughs> People see my pedal strike Perfect. the tire. <laughs> what the heck? You owe SoCal said, I'll take my chances with the mountain lions than bad drivers on the roads, getting back to the road biking. Yeah, Trail Pimp is uh, backing yeah. that up, saying the road is dangerous, especially in Tahoe. A lot of drunk drivers. But also, oh, wow. Luke Steele is flow for days. Yes. That's a fun one. That's a fun <clears throat> one. Um, if you, let's go back to um, your writing for a bit, for a minute. I, I would love to let folks know you as a mountain biker. And uh, okay. so you start off on road. And then yes. how did you fall in love with the mountain bike, with the, with the squish? Um, well, a lot of my road bike friends at the time were getting into gravel. Gravel was so cool. Like get, you know, your drop bar dirt bike. And so like I bought a gravel bike. I bought a Surly Straggler. Steel is real out there, folks. 
a lot of my bikes. Uh, four of my five bikes are all steel now. But um, so I got, I started gravel riding and didn't really like it that much. And so my current partner and boyfriend now, who I now own Adams Avenue bikes with, he was, he's been a huge mountain biker, like used to race mountain bikes in the nineties. Wait, wait, um, wait, what was the scene in that shop again? Adams Avenue bikes. Wait, one more time. Adams Avenue bicycles. There we go. <laughs> so sorry, I just wanted to make sure I got that out there. And he was actually my bike mechanic at the time. So love can, you can find love in a bike shop. <laughs> nice. Um, and he was a big mountain biker. My sister also rode mountain, or since she was more in a triathlon, she bought a mountain bike to like train on the side, but it pretty much just rotted in her garage. And so Chuck, my boyfriend, he's like, why don't you try like mountain biking? like, I don't have money to just buy a mountain bike. So I borrowed my sister's. I went to Mount Laguna for those in San Diego who know Mount Laguna, no Noble Canyon, all those places out there. Uh, and well, my first ride out there, I didn't do Noble Canyon, I wish. <laughs> but I went mountain biking a few times and just kind of like fell in love with it. And then we fell in love and I started working at the shop and that was kind of the beginning of my journey. That was about four, a little over four years ago. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Joey's and pulling he, up something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's our website. So we're kind of known as the um, bike pack slash like adventure shop. We host four campouts a, a year and we call it like kind of pick your own adventure camp camp out so you can either bike pack to the camp out you can drive your mountain bike to the camp out you can drive just yourself to the camp out um and uh, i don't know where else i'm going that's fun this, no but. that's that's super fun so you met chuck and well and i had felt- i had known him for almost five years he was my bike mechanic and never really like thought twice about it. He, he actually worked for the two previous owners and then bought the bike shop. And I had been, oh, yeah. uh, yeah, he, he was always like one of the mechanics for the previous two shop owners. And he had the opportunity to buy the shop, bought the shop. And he wasn't really at the time, the shop was very much a road bike shop wasn't really kind of close with any of the group rides or the people who were organizing the social aspects. So we were friends and he asked if I could help. And so I helped organize group rides and tried to like help him with social media. And (laughs) I'll never forget. So we were kind of hosting some like kind of gravel-ish rides together. And there was one ride I showed up to and it was just him. And he was like, that's weird. No one else showed up. And <laughs> he, he got gotcha. you later. He admitted later. Yeah. He was like, I didn't invite anyone else. <laughs> so that's... I was like, I'm like, oh, all right. I like this guy too. And now I'm it's been four down. years. We've been <laughs> running. Show up. Yeah. No one shows up. <laughs> Mark's taking notes. Got it. Taking notes. That was like, a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, weird. They all had other plans. 
<laughs> all of them <laughs> all of them <laughs> so it was sweet when he admitted to that later i'm like oh i guess he's he's a keeper and um so it's kind of been a fun journey lately together because he grew up in Austin and didn't really ride mountain bike parks. And so just the last few years we've been getting um, like the season pass to Mount or snow summit and doing a lot of the downhill riding. And he's a great technical rider, but never really got into like the jumping aspect because they just didn't really exist where he grew up and now. So it's kind of fun to be going on that journey together. We're, Finally, I'm like, we're at similar like progress levels where if we ride something technical and scary, though, like he kicks my ass. Like he's definitely got the scary tech down. Yeah, that's definitely a skill. That scary tech is like being able to eye the lines <laughs> and put yourself in the bike in the right spot is, you know, and you need that momentum. So you got to stay off the brakes and all that stuff. It's so scary. and just that confidence of knowing like i'm gonna point my tire this way and that's where my bike's going like and my body is going i'm not gonna like get off balance and anyway yes yes i'm always so humbled watching like people mountain bike and it's just such a cool sport to get into as an adult that is awesome so what bike are you on right now as as we speak okay well um, being the girlfriend of a bike shop owner, I have more than one. Obviously. Oh, dang. <laughs> but, uh, my go-to, uh, bike park bike, uh, I'm representing a Revel, Revel Rail 27.5. Sweet. Love that, that bike. Actually, uh, not to backpedal, but, oh, back to cars and people driving terribly. We've actually been rear-ended twice on oh, the no. freeway at speed with bikes on with the back, bikes, oh. on, bikes oh. on the back. Worst nightmare oh. ever. Worst nightmare ever. It's, ha- it- it's happened to us twice. Oh my gosh. Now First, let's paint the picture. Are they on bike okay. racks or are they on the back of a pickup truck? Either way, it's horrible. Yeah, either way. Um, the first time it happened, it was on the back of, I just bought a new Subaru Crosstrek and then I bought a new one-up rack and we had our bikes on the back. It was 4th of July, 2020. We're on the toll road to Newport Beach. What is that? 73? 73, yeah. 73. No one was on it. I had my cruise control set at 80. Just some kid in his BMW going over 100 plows into the back of us. And like, since us not completely around, but we go into the center median. And he claims he was tired. Later, it came out and he was like drinking hard kombuchas while golfing earlier that day. But she's anyway, so my bike was toast in the heart of the pandemic. Like, good luck finding a mountain bike there in July of 2020. And so we were just searching all over. And Revel actually, while I was a fan of their bikes, I heard really great things and reached out. And their turnaround time or their wait time was only about six weeks. And I think they even delivered quicker than that. And they were just so cool and so nice on the phone. So, uh, so I got that bike from insurance money. Thanks insurance money. Yeah. Thanks insurance money and, and Easter bunny, but or for the July <laughs> uncle Sam. <laughs> yeah. But Wow. That's, I always fear that whenever I'm cruising down the freeway, I think all of us on bikes do whenever you have to hit the brakes or someone's coming behind you fast, you yeah. look in that rear view mirror 
and you're I just like, come on, come on, come on. Oh, okay, phew. But yours actually happened. So that was the yeah. first one, and then you got a revel out of it. How about Chuck's bike? How was how was his bike? Also total? Um, he's on a propane, that German company. His bike was actually the one closest to the car and was okay. Uh, oh, wow. Because sure. his, like, his car kind of went up underneath ours, so mine got trashed on the outside. Or no, mine was on the inside. His was on the outside. I think his like crushed mine. This was still kind oh. of rideable, but let's not tell insurance because he got a new bike out of that one too. But yeah. well, anyway. depending on the wheels and everything else that could have gotten damaged, that's definitely can cost a new bike for sure. Oh yeah, the wheels were destroyed. Like um, the one up rack just kind of like crunched the wheels and they were oh. done. Nightmare. That's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> In the height yeah, of the pandemic awful. where bikes are not to be found. Yeah. Wow. So Revel came through and mm -hmm. then what happens on the next time around? Was it fairly shortly thereafter? Another one? Um, the, the next time. So, I mean, I'm not trying to be all like sad story. I've 2023 summer has kind of been pretty terrible. I had like a bike crash. I had to put my cat of 16 years down and then oh. literally that was a, uh, um, first week of June. And then two weeks after we were hosting one of our camp outs that we were sharing earlier on the way home from that camp out in one of our friends borrowed sprinter vans. Um, we had our bike rack on the back with bikes on it. We're an exit from our house. Freeways totally moving. Uh, two guys racing one in a Mustang miscalculated and plowed right into the back of us jeez. and that was so that was if i could share pictures i would so we had a saris rack the saris rack exploded it really just was just like a cherry on top of a great month watching our bikes bounce down the freeway at 70 miles an hour oh man but that that was that wasn't my rebel <laughs> Wow. Wow. And <laughs> did you guys have a second to see it coming up on you or was it a complete surprise? Like complete we're, surprise. here's our offer. Pow. Pretty much. We didn't even change lanes. We were like one lane over from the exit lane. So, I mean, we were starting to get ready to move over, but we were solid in our lane and literally talking about how bummed we were to have to unload all, you know, your camp gear. You're like, ah, I don't want to yeah. the camp. And then, all bam. This. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We're, like, we're like, what the F was that? And yeah. Um, and so I guess uh, here, uh, just for everyone in California, just so you know, the minimum coverage for insurance is $5,000 property, $30,000 bodily. And the guy who hit us only had the minimum. So we're pretty much, we either have to claim it on our, own insurance or like renter's insurance oh so man just, yeah. yeah barely covered one bike if that then you have so all the that, other stuff right that, yeah so that's like a tow truck rental car your car five thousand oh, dollars for everything oh, not just property beyond the car oh that'll burn through so fast by the time you get yeah tow truck Fix the yeah, that's that's gone in a heartbeat. There's no room for bike after that. That's crazy. Um, no. That sucks. 
Now by QA saying, Lord, crazy, rear-ended twice. I know, right? That is insane. Well, definitely, as we were saying earlier, you paid your dues. <laughs> your taxes are I done. Hope. Oh, I hope so. Oh, but oh what I talk to in California, especially with mountain bikes on the back, just make sure you're underinsured and like um what is it? No insurance, like uninsured and underinsured, like you have good coverage because people are yeah. driving out there with shitty coverage and and they're bad drivers. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean to be yourself. Right. On the 73 of all places with multiple lanes and nobody else on it, the fact that somebody's going to hit you guys, <laughs> there's like plenty it, yeah. of other spaces to go around. That is nuts. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Revel for, for, for helping you guys out too, you know, during the yeah. pandemic and getting you uh, a quicker turnaround. Trail Pimp is saying the Revel Rail is a great bike. 155, 160 is what he's saying. And this is a plug yeah. here for the now have you ridden Danny UO SoCal is asking, wait until you ride an e-bike. Being the girlfriend of a bike shop owner, have you been on an e-bike? And or do you have one? I'm I'm actually still an e-bike virgin virgin. I've never I've never been on an e-bike. Oh man. Are you <laughs> are you are you tempted to or are you trying to stay away from? Um, us as a shop, we've, we love the bicycle and like the beauty that is such a man powered machine. And I mean, oh man, people are going to hate me. Like, of course, this is what modern humans do. We take the most beautiful man powered machine and put a motor on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> with like e-bikes definitely have their place. I'm not a hater on e-bikes whatsoever. I'm just still personally on a bike. I'm not going to call it, you know, an Amish bike or all the other names they have for it. I'm like, no, that's a bike. And then the <laughs> other ones are e-bikes. Right. Like, a, a bike doesn't need to change its name. It's always been a bike. True. But, for hundreds of years. Yeah. This is true. This but is true. I'm definitely curious. Like, um, I was talking with Mia at Sky Park. I'm like, I think maybe my next trip to Sky Park, I'm, I might rent one and just, uh, just for uh, the fun. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> what? Uh-oh. What? Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> happen Saturday, right, Mark? <laughs> yeah, that could happen on Saturday at the YT Mill uh, charity ride if you're out there. If you want to try one, just let us know. <laughs> Andrea's like off the show. Hell no, man. E-bikes? No way. <laughs> no, that's not true. My, my good friend Michaela works at YT and she was Thing I could borrow her e-bike, but she's like a foot taller than me, so it would have been yeah. a little bit of a reach. You're all Michaela. The reach on this is <laughs> the reach on this is pretty good. Uh, Chow Pip is saying Decor Core Four is a steal right now at 5,700. All of them are so good. Yes, all of them are really good. The decoy, obviously, I'm partial to YT. The great bikes. Um, but a lot of the bikes are awesome. And I think Mia was just testing out a brand new specialized SL, yeah. I believe, right? At the Sugar Plum. Uh, she didn't, she had her Revel with her. So we oh, had a Revel did. party. But... Oh, Revel, Revel, <laughs> Revel party. Did you name your Revel? Yeah. I know Jess the Maker has named hers. Jess, forgive me if I'm, Joey, do you remember? Is it Robert? No, it's Robert. Randy. 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 I was Randy. like, I know it's there with an R. 
have I haven't named my bikes yet. So or you I don't have... know if I ever will. Randy, yeah. that's an Austin Powers term, also, right? Yes, <laughs> Randy. Yes, different meanings. <laughs> yes, Randy, baby. <laughs> so, Andrew, you have the the Rebel bike, and then what else do you have? Um, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with the brand Crust. Not yet. No, tell <laughs> no. us. <laughs> okay. Um, you should check them out. Well, do you know like the brand Surly or All City? They're kind of adventure, only do like steel frame kind of style bikes. No, tell us, tell us. Okay. Uh, well, since we're into like bike packing and adventure bikes, so we're also a big a dealer of crust. They're out of Pennsylvania. Um, they make really rad steel frame bikes. Uh, have you heard of like um, Ultra Romance? He's an Instagram kind of famous guy. Make yes. ultra dynamico wheel tires. Yes, yes. Anyway, so yes. He's, he's affiliated with Crest. He's not like one of the owners. Okay. Um, but oh, so, uh, so I have two crusts, like crust of bread. Okay. You pull okay. Them up. They're they're gotcha. pretty cool. Yeah, let's check crust that out. Bikes. Crust bikes. Crust bikes. C R U S T. Crust bikes. So they've kind of, um, their gravel bike, the Bombora, has kind of blown up a little bit. Uh, I want to say they were on a co the cover of one of the cycling magazines. It's like this. Her name's Cheech. So it's Cheech and her um, partner, Matt, who are the owners. But of Crest They're bike. super rad. Sick. Yeah. I, lo I love this landing page. This is awesome. <laughs> Very 80s feel. <laughs> Right, Excite Bike, Mario Brothers style. So let's yeah. take a look at some of the bikes by Crest. Let's go to shopping. Holy cow, okay, bikes. Yeah, you'll want to look at their frames. Complete. Okay, frames. Going into frames. Whoa. So they do like so they do like dirt jumpers, um, like uh track lacrosse bikes, gravel bikes, fat tire kind of adventure bikes, but they're all steel. Some of them have carbon forks. They're just a super rad company. I have two bikes by them. My wow. partner Chuck has too many bikes from them. <laughs> too uh, too many. <laughs> never have too many. It's it's always yeah. N plus one. <laughs> exactly the N plus one. Chuck, I got you back. Um, N plus one. N plus one. <laughs> Andrew, which ones oh, are are you on? I'm on the um the Bombora, not the NV Bombora. It's gonna be the far right below uh. Yeah, that one. So that's my gravel bike. That's the bike that's been kind of blowing up on social media, hence why it's like sold out in every color, but or every size, but extra large. Wow. And then Where? I'm also on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just have like really like their head badge is super cool. They have fun little like taglines on their bikes and they're really just nicely made. I'm just stoked on their geometry. Uh, the first time I rode that bike, I'm like, wow, this was designed by someone who likes riding off road in a relaxed position on a drop bar bike. Like this, by no means are you like race gravel on this. You're just, um, and it takes a 2.1 tire. So I jokingly call it like my drop bar mountain bike. 
<laughs> yeah, with the 2.1 on there. Look at that. Mm -hmm. All of these are sold out except for the extra large, huh? And yep. only one more is in stock on the extra large as well. Wow. Wow. I never heard of this before, but this is very cool. I definitely love their colors and their, their marketing behind this or their landing page is very cool. And they sound yeah, like rad people too. They're, they're super rad. They're pretty close. Have you heard of like SimWorks? Man, I am like in, no. I mean, like I haven't land. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we're also, we just went to the made bike show in Portland. You've, are you familiar with the made bike show? No, no. <laughs> okay. what, what is that it's, one though? Is it like a is it like a sea otter type of thing where there are a lot of things, or is it just only bikes? It's it's smaller. So like sea otter is awesome. I've well actually I've never been, but I've heard amazing things about sea otter. And then there used to be a show called the Handmade Bike Show, and it kind of fizzled away. And so they tried to reincarnate it called the Made Bike Show. It just happened in Portland like three weeks ago and it's just all the small like um you know hand frame builders from mostly the u.s but kind of all over the world and it was really cool to just go like you meet the guys from like paul components white industries i'm sure you're familiar with those companies yeah, yeah. and it's like that's what our shop is really focused on and i guess maybe that's why lint is so well in there is like we're very much about like handmade like you act you meet the people who make it it's very like non-commercial and just meet their artisans or the artisans behind the product it, it was cool it was a cool cool show and meeting the frame builders behind some of the custom frames that we carry and I mean, the crust ones aren't custom. Those are mass produced, but we do carry, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the brand New House. They're out of Marin County and they do not full custom, but they do make 16 sizes of their Whoa. mountain bike. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 16. Wow. That's good. That gets very specific to the, to the body type of the person. Yeah. That's cool. But another, um, if you're into steel at all, they do steel frame hardtails, new house, actually, um, hardtail party, I think called them like number one hardtail of the year last year. Wow. So, That's a big compliment coming from hardtail yeah. party. Yeah. For, for sure. Like, That's... man, that guy rips on his hardtail. Yes. Yeah. And the trails that he's riding out in Sedona on his hardtail. Whoo. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's so good. Um, when we are looking, so those are the, those are the three bikes that you have then? Oh, or and then my last one that's currently, oh, okay. Well, the new house that I mentioned, um, uh, I'm getting a new house built up right now, so it's not complete. And then the, so I guess five, the fifth one is still in the hospital after the last accident. So that one's a, a, a Kodak Solaris Max. Kodak, they're out of uh, the UK, another steel frame wow. company. So Man. I clearly like my steel bikes. Yes. No, that's cool that you do. That's a lot of good bikes. And if, if somebody was to come down to the Adams Avenue bike shop as well uh, to pick up some lint product, but also to see what bikes are there, what kind of bikes do you guys have on the floor? What, who do you guys carry? 
We have some big names there too. Um, Cannondale, obviously. <laughs> Cannondale, Fuji, Bianchi, um, Breezer, and then so Surly, All City, Crust. Uh, we just uh, started a relationship with um, Fat Chance. We met, what's his name, Chris Chance at the main bike show. He was, he's still around making bikes, and the Fat Chance is a pretty sick bike. So nice. We have some relationships with, oh, what's the other one? Turner Bikes. Turner. He does a lot of, he does a lot of titanium out of San Diego. Wow. Wow. I actually was yeah. just on a group ride this weekend, and the host of the group ride had two Turners that were probably 10, 15 years old, maybe? I don't know. Oh, rad. Yeah. And I'm they're, sure they're still just rolling down the trail just fine oh man he those were his babies and and he was showing them off they were they were beautiful i was like oh dang and he definitely rode one of them out there on the trails i was like yeah handled just great <laughs> that's awesome it's such a good bike um andrea you've been amazing as a guest uh thank you so much for being <laughs> on the show i i wanted to uh, plug lint for you, uh, but let folks know where they, if they're interested. And there was actually a question back here, and I know Joey was trying to prompt it for us. Um, and it was from Johnny Yu out of Miami. He was asking if you wanted to do custom a custom order, how does one go about doing that? Do they? How do they? How should they contact you? Oh, probably just email is great. Uh, my email is just my first name, Andrea at allthingslint.com. Andrea at allthingsprint.com. I'll put it up in the chats right there for people to see it and they can see that in the new comments. So just email Andrea that's popping up on YouTube and Facebook right now. Awesome. Uh, awesome. So it, also, if you click the contact button at the bottom of my website, it should take you to my direct email as well. So it's it's just me there. So it's not like you're emailing a customer service representative it's just me that's awesome that's awesome that it's you that's what makes it special and unique that you're the one that's going to be sewing it right there behind you and putting it together so uh pants for the oh, for the oh season <laughs> for the winter uh contact andrea at uh, andrea at allthingslint.com check her out on your instagram uh what's your instagram handle again for the folks out there it's just at all things lint at all things lit. Is there any other social media space that you're in? I mean, I have a Facebook page, but I kind of ignore it. And I haven't gotten into the TikTok yet. I guess tick sorry, TikTok and e-bikes. I haven't <laughs> dived into yet. Yeah, I don't blame you. I was on TikTok talk for a for a hot second and I just couldn't handle two. So I, I stayed with Instagram <laughs> and and doing this podcast, which was which is fun, but uh, yeah, TikTok seems. Yeah, I haven't figured. I haven't even figured out Instagram yet. I'm still trying. I'm still trying. They keep changing <laughs> it, man. Yeah, I like, know. Make, making reels is hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. Uh, Trail Pimp on the way out. He's saying, "How about a DH bike for the park?" Oh, do you have a DH bike for the park? He's asking. I don't. Just the the Revel Rail, which is their enduro bike. So that's what I've been riding for for parks and. Perfect. Plan to be at Summit on Sunday. Anyone this else Sunday, is going? this Sunday coming up. So. This mm -hmm. Sunday coming up. If you see Andrea out there, tell her hello that you saw her Please. on the on the podcast or heard her on the podcast on the drive up there. And then Andrea, 
the website? What's the what's the web address to your website if people want to browse some of the products that you have available to purchase right now? It's just allthingslint.com. Allthingslint.com. Check her out. Andrea Tobin, the owner of Lint out of San Diego, California. Thanks for jumping on, Andrea. And thank you to everybody thank in the you. chat. Check her out. Pick up some stuff. And I'll definitely be uh, trying some pants. I need to get some pants. So, Andrea, would that be a custom right. order? Yes. You email me directly. Okay. I'll email you and try to get some pants going. And I promise to the people out there in the parking lots that I will put my knee pads on first. <laughs> <laughs> before, Unless, before but those shorts you have sound like they're not too revealing if you have to change yes this is true joey did say that i i can wear the nesium yeah the nesium I guess I, shorts i want if i go back to chamois though will i feel like oh my gosh this is what i've been missing and then stay in chamois or am i free from the diaper butt mm. Mm. i'm mm. almost afraid <laughs> afraid to try be like, in pandora's box yeah this is so cozy andrea thank you again for jumping on the segment podcast with us it's been a pleasure talking to you best of luck with lint i hope this uh, episode is able to help you out a little bit just a little bit of win for your sales and uh, thank you for oh, all thank you, you do. so much for having me it's been such a pleasure and such an honor so thank great you to so have much. you Look forward to having you back on soon in the near future. Folks, we'll see you all later or we'll see you on the trails. And if you see Andrea at Summit, say what's up this Sunday and we'll see you all soon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and that is a wrap on episode 124 with Andrea Tobin from Lint Clothing. Hope you guys give her a look. And if you need to purchase anything, uh, head on over to her website, allthingslint.com. That's allthingslint, L-Y-N-T.com. And pick out something nice to support one of the local small businesses that's out there thriving and moving things for us out there as we move through the trails. Hope you guys are doing well. Look forward to seeing you guys all back here for episode 125 in the near future. And always want to leave you on a positive note. Remember when life gets tough, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> One pedal in front of the other. Grind up that hill of life until you get to the top so you can enjoy that sweet, sweet downhill. Meaning be in the moment, be in the present. Don't look too far ahead and definitely don't dwell too far in the past, but be where you are right now. Set your intentions to where you want to go and focus on that goal. We'll see you guys all at the top and I'll see you out there in the territory or back here for episode 125.